If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you running a business is tough. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Join the over 21,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash c-suite netsuite.com slash c-suite. If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you running a business is tough. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Join the over 21,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash c-suite. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. So, dude, you know, we, uh, we actually had some, some cool stuff happen this past weekend, my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool adventures and whatnot, and uh, yeah, um, kind of came back from that. Uh, lost our voices for a little while. I know I definitely lost mine, more or less. Um, yeah, but here we are. We back. We good. Um, I will go ahead and say this though, as a preliminary, uh, I might sound a little different. And to the homies who recognize that, kudos to you because you listen a lot. For those of you who are like everyone else out there who probably doesn't notice or care, welcome back. You guys, yeah, let's let's do this shit. Um, I'm going to do my best to not sniffle or cough or anything, but uh, forgive me, homies, ladies and gentlemen, if uh, for some reason I let one slip. All right, guys, welcome back to the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and as always, I'm here with the homie Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, how you guys all doing today? What's going on out there? Q, how you doing, my man? Well, I'm doing magnificent. You, me, both. Uh, any better, I kill myself. Mm. Uh, that is a conundrum. <laughs> uh, I do want to start off by uh, giving a shout out to a homie. Amen. Uh, name goes by Broken Thorn. Uh, now, whether this is a legitimately uh, broken thorn who is now anthropomorphized, or uh, or whether it's somebody who just goes by the name Broken Thorn, that's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is not irrelevant is that that Broken Thorn is now a new Patreoner. Hey, Broken Thorn, <laughs> good luck with your thorn. Don't let it be broken for long. Ain't no one getting down. Yeah, so Broken Thorn is now a member of our Patreon family. Yeah, he is. Uh, and, and that means that they get access to a lot of our really, really cool Patreon-only content. So, uh, really big shout-out to you. Hell, uh, yeah. And, uh, and thank you, brother uh, or, or sister. Uh, thank you, Broken Thorn. Thank you, that. Broken Thorn. Uh, and if you would like to join Broken Thorn, uh, it is very easy. Just go to uh, patreon.com backslash homies, or you can even just Google patreon superhero homies you'll be there and you'll be just like broken thorn hell yeah cool uh we recently <laughs> did an episode about uh, some of our guiltiest of guilty pleasures when mm. it comes specifically to to movies to television shows and oh yeah that was a lot of fun oh it was good um, it was it was a fun expose yeah absolutely uh but today guys uh we'll be talking about bloodshot the upcoming movie it's gonna be coming out on march 13th Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a valiant comic superhero, and uh, we'll be covering him uh, when he comes out uh, in just uh, not very long from now. Yeah, dude. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. So, um, yeah, like 10 so days or whatever uh, from the day that we recorded this. But, yeah, guys, I'm anxious to kind of talk about this. Um, Yeah, dude. Finally, a, a new player on the field besides, you know, red or blue, Marvel or DC. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, and you know that that is something to kind of uh, d- to mention here because with Bloodshot being such a, uh, and by the way, guys, this is a, a review of the character and kind of the property, and, right, and just right. uh, so you know we can all kind of familiarize ourselves a little bit more about who this character is and what he's all about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
And so now uh, I do want to ask you this, Kevin, because this is something that kind of came to mind and something that I've been seeing a, a lot of people kind of talk about. Sure. What's on your mind? Uh, and, and that is uh, with the trailers. Do you think that they show too much? Um. Yes and no. Yes, jokingly, because I always think trailers show too much. Um, I, I like being pleasantly surprised in all of my movies because if, if you can surprise me after all the movies that we watch for the podcast, that is that is awesome. It's not like that's a feat, but at the, the you know at the very least that is hey that's a big old thumbs up you know, um, because I'm not that special. Let's face it. But um, on the other side of that coin, no, I I don't think it showed too much because guys we have to remind ourselves that this is you know. The platinum age of all this digital and reworking and editing and all the type of technology that we have here the trailer could be giving us like you know eight different scenes but only five or four of those are actually in the movie and some of them are just spliced in to make a trailer so that way it's all gut-wrenching and action-packed and oh man i gotta go see that movie and wait that scene wasn't even in the movie how many times has that happened Mm -hmm. so Little column A, little column B. Um, I I don't think they showed us that much, honestly. What, but what are your thoughts? Uh, so th- this is kind of a uh, of a multifaceted answer because a lot of people out there do think that the trailer showed too much, uh, just because they. Uh, but at the same time, the trailer or the people who made this movie they're in a really kind of a tough bind because. Essentially, with Bloodshot, he's he's not a, a new IP. Like he first came out in 1992 in the Valiant Comics, but right. th- this is a property that a lot of people aren't familiar with. Not unless you read, you know, uh, Valiant Comics. And you know, obviously, when most people, most of the general populace think of comic books, they think in terms of Marvel or DC. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, most people don't don't <laughs> think about the the other companies. Unfortunately, Valiant is kind of thought of potentially as like an off-brand comic which is unfortunate because we don't want any brand to feel that way mm-hmm. and uh the, the thing of it is though is that i feel like you do the trailers show too much i mean in terms of, of plot and what bloodshot is about maybe mm-hmm. but the thing of it is is that you're really catering to a, a large audience of people who aren't familiar with the character and so that in order to even gain their interest maybe you kind of have to reveal a card or two so that people kind of know what the property is all about so people kind of familiarize themselves with it and maybe then decide if this is something that they want to check out or not yeah because ultimately yeah a lot of people aren't familiar with bloodshot hell i'm mostly one of those marvel or dc people yeah no, uh, same here you know, it's only just really recently that i picked up a bloodshot book because i wanted to actually read a little bit about him before you know, uh, we see the movie. Um, but yeah, so I, that was something that was on my mind because I know it was something on the minds of uh, a lot of homies out there. A lot of people were really kind of worried about, you know, the about this movie, about the trailers anyway, showing too much. Right. And, you know, ultimately, I, I, I guess that like if they had, if this wasn't an adaptation of an already established property, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, you showed too much. But seeing that this is, a comic on leaning on the more obscure side, mm. then I think that I think that they played it uh, fairly well. Right. Yeah. So this movie does have a couple of cool things going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> for one, I noticed the director is David S. F. Wilson. Mm-hmm. I looked up his repertoire of things that he's worked on prior to this, actually, uh, in preparation for tonight's episode. So. David has been a director and he's been a visual, visual effects yeah. exactly. So the things that he's done visual effects for, however, are pretty dope. He's done things for Force Awakens. He's done things for Age of Ultron. He's done some pretty notable works, and when it comes to visual department, so as far as this movie goes, I'm I'm thinking that it's gonna be pretty visually spectating, you know, because we got a guy who knows the seats. He knows how to drive that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's something I'm kind of excited for there. You know, I'm I'm hoping that the action scenes are going to be you know coming off the screen for me some. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean we we got to talk about this movie and all the pros and cons there, and that's that's one big pro that I feel like is going to be kind of like sitting in this corner. Right. 
Yeah, and I gotta be honest, I wasn't really too familiar uh, with this director, and yeah. um, you know, looking at his or trying to look up his IMBD, uh, th- there wasn't a whole lot of things on this list as far as being an actual movie director. Right. Yeah. Um, he's he's kind of back and forth, but yeah. more back than forth. Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, was right. Trying, I was trying to think about what that means in terms of, you know, more, more back than forth. <laughs> I guess out of context, that is kind of a weird saying, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, because the more you know, you know, it's like from a uh, from one viewpoint, it kind of worries me a little bit uh, because the last time I kind of put my faith in in somebody who was really good at one thing, mm-hmm. and then they switched to directing, and it didn't turn out so well. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That was Simon Kinberg who directed uh, uh, the Dark Phoenix. Mm. Um, you know, he had written uh, so so many movies, yeah. several movies in the X Men universe, and uh, you know, with him making that jump to being a director as well as a writer for movies, I was like, well, this could end up being really good, and we all know mm. how that went. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that's going to be the case here, right. but you know, I'm still a little bit burned from putting my faith in somebody who isn't usually used to being at the helm yeah. of directing. You know what I'm afraid of, dude? What's that? I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it, man. I've been sitting on this joke for a minute. Um, I'm afraid this movie is just going to feel like Triple X. Remember that movie? Uh, yeah. Like, like in what way? That is, it's going to be that fun action-packed movie starring Vin Diesel. You know, because at that point, which one did I just talk about? Uh, I kind of hate to break it to you, but <laughs> this is going to be a fun action pack movie starring Vin Diesel. Right, but I'm mm. I'm I'm looking for like how are they going to make this feel unique mm. away from the triple X brand and like the typical like oh you stayed up and you're watching an action movie brand. You know how are they going to mm. make this feel like their own comic book thing? Um, it is Sony Studios and uh, Valiant Entertainment Studios coming together. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that they can kind of like find their recipe mm-hmm. because, you know, we don't need another action movie, but we could use another great comic book action movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and that's going to be like a, an interesting kind of line to walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because like even in terms of like Marvel and DC movies, to a lot of the lay audience, they kind of all just meld together, uh, because they they are what they are. I think one thing that Bloodshot has going for it, though, uh, I, what's the rating on this movie? Do we know? It's got to be rated R. Yeah, um, I would think so. Yeah, I mean the backstory alone makes it sound like it's rated R. Yeah. Um. I mean, it definitely needs to be if it's not, but I, I just remember that I'm, I'm not sure what it is. But I'm about to look it up. PG-13. Yeah. Wow. Oh, damn. Well, never mind. Hmm. Well, hmm. so there's that. They went the safe route. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh so dear. we'll go ahead and talk about <clears throat> we'll go ahead and talk about the origin of this movie, and then, Let's and, do it. and let you guys kind of decide, uh, you know, whether PG-13 is appropriate or not. Uh, yes, yeah, so Bloodshot was created back in 1992 by Kevin Van Hook uh, and Don Perlin with Bob Layton. Uh, so this came out uh, under the, the Valiant umbrella, like we said, back in 92. Now, what's really yeah. interesting about this is that at the time, I believe the editor-in-chief of Valiant was uh, Jim Shooter. And now the reason that name may sound familiar is because you guys may have on your shelf or maybe you recall a certain podcast we did mm-hmm. when we covered Marvel Superhero Secret Wars. And that was uh, done by Jim Shooter, who was the editor-in-chief then for Marvel. Uh, but this was like in the 80s, like in 84, I think, when he was you know, doing the whole thing with Secret Wars and he was over Marvel and whatnot. Uh, now... Jim Shooter, even back then, he had a reputation for being the type of person where he ran an extremely, extremely tight ship, like some <clears throat> shit that a lot of people didn't really like to work under. <clears throat> uh, because I mean, if you you couldn't be a little bit late on on your art, if you're an artist, if you're a little bit late on you know uh, on, on writing, uh, I mean, he cut you, you know, not like with a knife, but he cut you from from the board, like you know, you get fired. 
Scat. Uh, yeah. And, and he stabbed you. And it was rough. Stabbed. Yeah. But no. Uh, a free knife with every fire. <laughs> but no. So Jim Shooter, uh, he saw this opportunity with Valiant and uh, he, he kind of went over there. Now, the thing is about um, about his his work with Valiant is that if you look at the time frame of it all, this mm. is once again in the early 90s. And this is uh, in, a, in an era where we have recently at the time gotten, you know, books such as The Watchmen and The Killing Joke and The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, these books that really changed the landscape of, of comic books and yeah. superhero dumb. And the <laughs> <laughs> superhero, superhero dumb, you know. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. Mm, I like it. <laughs> and the thing of it is, is that when this happened, uh, that did a couple things. Mm. One, it showed the world that comic books can be more than just something campy, with a black and white plot and a good versus evil type material. They show True. that it can be something that is. It can be. It can be. Uh, grimy, story. yeah. It yeah. can be grimy. It can be dark. Uh, you know, it can be. Uh, there can be a lot of edginess to it. Hell yeah! Uh, Just those examples you named yeah. alone are perfect. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, with all those books coming out in the the mid to late eighties, that really kind of changed the landscape, and it really showed that oh yeah, we we could use more edginess. And now that came in both forms of good and bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know right. that uh, that. You know, Marvel moving forward in in this time frame, this is when we got like the the Deadpool's and we got uh, you know Wolverines with more of his solo runs, and we got Punisher and whatnot, and mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of comics just became dark for the sake of being dark or gritty for the sake of being gritty. Lobo's right. in the same boat, but nah, uh, you Lobo know, boat. <laughs> but you know, there, there's some comic comics though that really did benefit from that. And one cool thing about being on this entirely new ship, Valiant, is that mm. you can kind of do what you want to do. Right. It was a blank canvas. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, enter uh, Bloodshot. Uh, Bloodshot, I would say, took maybe a couple of cues from those previous examples. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, some of the ingredients sound pretty familiar. Mm. Yeah. Um, one of which, though, that surprisingly we don't see a whole lot of is in terms of Bloodshot's origin. I would say that they'd probably take a lot of, uh, not a lot of cues, but at least some familiar ingredients from like the killing joke. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, at least that's what I've kind of have felt from my own readings here because okay. it's like the man himself, Bloodshot, he, uh, I would say spoiler alert, but hey, they show this shit in the trailers. Uh, okay. He technically doesn't really have any of his own memories. Like he has false right. memories, and so what you're seeing, it could be true, but there's a good chance that it's not. Mm. Uh, and so that that's kind of painted his his origin, uh, because he is this super soldier, and uh, he was a, uh, as far as we the readers know, he was a dead marine. Um, right. He was uh, resurrected by this super secret government project. Uh, of course. Yeah, very similar to like your Weapon X program or whatnot. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, the project project called uh, Rising Spirit, and there's been some retcons over the years as far as like what the the project really is and where it originated and whatnot. But sure, suffice it to say, super secret, super powerful, uh, government funded agency that right that they wanted a living weapon, mm-hmm. a living weapon that they could control. Yep, and um, so. You know, mix uh, the Weapon X program <laughs> with like uh, Universal Soldier. Yeah, you know, yeah. This weapon, uh, this quote, not Weapon X program, uh, kind of used the technology of nanites, and mm-hmm. what I'm understanding, which is kind of cool. You know, a little technological, uh, kind of fun. I'm sure to write about. Um, but yeah, nanites in the bloodstream, which kind of help them to amplify a whole lot of cool, crazy, fun, action-packed shit. Oh yeah. Uh, super strength, agility, speed, etc healing factor some kind of crazy stuff i will say one thing that's kind of fun mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go off the beat here a little bit yeah um it says that in order for him to engage his healing abilities he has to consume matter mm. i'm wondering what that defines as because you've actually been reading the graphic novel here mm-hmm. so it's like okay what is that defined as like consume matter like can he just you know pick up a sponge and go to town or does he have to like you know eat a food like hamburgers or something you know hamburgers was the first food to come to mind by the way <laughs> fair enough um yeah so 
you did just mention that I have been reading the the mm-hmm. one of, one of the graphic novels here, and right. uh, the one I've been reading is uh, the definitive edition Bloodshot. I believe this came out maybe twenty eleven or twenty twelve. It has uh, issues zero through thirteen of Bloodshot. You know, okay. for that incarnation, that period, um, and now. I haven't. Uh, I've only read like maybe half of the book, so I haven't. Oh, okay, I haven't okay. read a whole lot of of Bloodshot yet. Um, but as far as like what I have read, uh, I haven't really seen him having to consume that kind of matter or whatnot to few of the the nanites. Uh, hmm. But there is a really interesting kind of tidbit of information they give you at the very beginning of the book. Okay, like of the uh, the definitive edition. For one thing, it says that uh, a, a nanite is, um, or yeah, a single nanite is about like 25,000 times smaller than the human hair. And so these are some tiny-ass robots. Who does the math on that? <laughs> who, who does? Okay. Wow, that's about 24? Yeah. No, you're wrong, Johnson. 25,000. Right. But anyways. Um, he has billions of these nanites. And, of course. Yeah, and, and the thing of it is about these nanites is that the way that these things work is... Like I said, they do in, in increase all of his uh, all of his physical abilities, but they also give him, like you said, the, this incredible healing factor. Mm. Like I've read some gruesome shit, like just within the first half of this book, where okay. I'm like, that is dark as fuck, or that that is uh, that is gory as fuck. Like this man gets blown to bits, uh, but he comes back, uh, leaving some to think that he may be virtually uh, invulnerable, or not okay. if not invulnerable, maybe pseudo immortal. If you had to rate it on a scale from like basic humanities uh, region factor to like a Deadpool region factor, um, like a Wolverine region factor, kind of underneath all that. Um, um mm-hmm. I mean, no, I think his region is uh, is is up there with Deadpool's. Is so weird because it's, it's it's so uneven. It is customized, so that's. Mm. And like he, he uh, it always depends on how he feels. And right, God, yeah. he's, he's just kind of broken. Mm. Uh, but no, I, I would say his okay. is maybe a little bit better than than Deadpool's, uh, because these nanites and bloodshots bloodstream are always constantly working. Like these things are, are never off duty. These things don't believe in breaks. Right. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and yeah, it even says here, the nanites possess the ability to reconnect his torn skin, arteries, muscles, tissue, nerve fibers, rebuild bone, repair and reconstruct damaged organs. I mean, yeah, they, fuck, I, I could use some of these. You know? Right, me too. Yeah, Damn, literally. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so one of the, the fears that they have, though, is that, uh, you know, these, these nanites, they are technically robotic in nature. <laughs> And with that being said, if, if these things, if these nanites are robotic, one thing they could definitely do is potentially if someone has technology or the smarts, they could hack these nanites. Uh, they could either shut them down or who knows, maybe they True. could uh, uh, reverse engineer them so that they could control uh, bloodshot. Makes sense. Um they're also worried about uh, the the over reproduction of these nanites. What if they? Uh, what if it gets too many of them in mm. the system? What happens then? Uh, so okay. th- there are a couple of concerns about them, and also you know, um, I don't know if this has happened or not throughout his time. Okay, if being a comic character, but uh, one thing that most people who have a healing factor are still very much vulnerable to is decapitation. Uh, I'm not sure what mm. happens to him if he gets decapitated. Um. um. He regens and has a clone. Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> no idea, dude. That's that's always kind of like the uh, the fear, you know, when it comes to that type of thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's that's some good stuff. Yeah. <coughs> uh, Excuse me. Now, what's also interesting is that uh, he they did a really a cool thing. At least I think it's cool. Is that when he when he was first established. Uh, he actually uh, thought that his real name was uh, Angelo uh, Mor- uh, Mortali. Mm, I read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was a mobster. Uh, he thought that, you know, he was previously a mobster mm-hmm. and uh, he was brought back as his bloodshot. But then he come to find out his name was allegedly Raymond Garrison. Yeah. Um, and, and still at this point, it's something that we don't know. Mm. So, yeah, we'll, we mm-hmm. really have to see about that. In the movie, I wonder what direction they're going to go with there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards the ray, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I mean, in in the description for the movie, 
uh, in the description for the movie, they use uh, the, the Raymond Garrison. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. They'll, they'll probably drop the, uh, the the Angelo Mortali as like an Easter egg, maybe. But right, I could see that being something fun. Yeah, I mean, an Easter egg that many people are not gonna get. Right, unless you listen to this. <laughs> uh, now, one thing though about Bloodshot, uh, or I will say this: one concern I have about the movie is. Okay. I um I don't see them do using the ambiguity of the comics. Hmm. Like I don't see them playing with the idea that maybe he wasn't Raymond Garrison. Maybe he was. I mean, because that, that's something that's something in the comics, you know. That uh, I think is pretty cool about the character. He doesn't know. Right. Uh, Which is unfortunate because that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I mean, we'll we'll see. But I, I do fear that in the movie that they'll have it as a definitive no, he was definitely this Raymond Garrison. This was definitely his origin. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when we speak of the trailer, we already mentioned earlier how some people have concerns that they show too much in the trailers. Well, if they do decide to stick with the comics, maybe they just didn't. You know, because the cool thing is they, they do in the trailer show was that this guy, uh, he, we fuck with his memories. Right. We change his memories, and so that was this the, is side A. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was people's concerns. You know, uh, people who knew the source material, they were like, "Well, they're showing too much for the general mm-hmm. audience." But you know, then again, like I said earlier, sure. How are you gonna get him in there? So. So one thing mm-hmm. that I'm actually thinking about for this movie, um, something else that they have announced here quietly, is that back in April of 2015, uh, the movie. Studios, um, again, Valiant Entertainment and uh, Sony Studios came together and they agreed on a five picture to bring this thing to the big screens. Mm -hmm. Um, What that means is that we definitely have Bloodshot happening, but they have plans for at least two more properties after this. So there's got to be something deleted. There's got to be something deleted up. I think to some degree, Q, there's a little ray of hope. Pun on his name. A little, little ray of hope. I don't think they're going to go hard into the ambiguity because most storylines aren't that brave, mm-hmm. especially when you got to put asses in seats. I think for this type of movie, they're going to go more for like the, you know, make the character likable, make them cool, make them badass, make the story awesome and action packed, but then have a little bit of that ambiguity there to keep them wanting more and then to lead into the next property, I think. Yeah. Um, that's. Uh, I, I might have a few cards in that pal. Yeah. yeah. A, a few chips in that gamble. Yeah. And and that is still assuming that the five picture deal is still on, on the table. Excuse uh, me. Because at this point, uh, we really don't know if, uh, if you know, Sony still has that, that five picture deal or if they're still interested in that. Right. Because, uh, I mean, if this tanks, who would want it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, but. A lot of people are really hoping for that because if, if this does succeed, they could do things like fucking uh, like Ninjack, uh, Harbinger. Mm-hmm. They could do uh, Exo right. Man of War. That that was Harbinger that was, is yeah. actually on the plans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The, so there's a lot they could do. Um, you know, with the Valiant universe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it really is all going to depend on if Bloodshot is a success. Um, yeah. Cross your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. So now, as far as the personality of, of the, the entity known as Bloodshot, uh, you know, just from what I've read, I think that Vin Diesel can, can capture this pretty damn well. I do kind of wish they would have gone with maybe an unknown, but mm. that's kind of the problem with using a more vague superhero is you can't really take that risk. If you're a movie studio or executive, you kind of want to go with something that's more tried and true, something that people yeah. lean on and trust. And and Vin Diesel is a very recognizable name, and if people go see a, a Vin Diesel movie, then they'll probably go see this one too. I mean, Vin's good, you know. Yeah. Um, he's reliable. He's he's been he's been heroes and badasses many a times. Mm-hmm. So we can rely on him to be both. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and as far as the actual personality of the character goes, it's it's not something that's you know completely unknown or even original to us it's it's gonna be you know your soldier your badass your ex-military such and such who you know something was taken from me and i need to do what i gotta do to get it back right in this case memory backstory blah 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 um 
what I'm anxious to see is how that plays out with the writing and then also how the supporting cast comes in for that. Mm. We talked a lot about Vin Diesel. Um, do we know anyone else in the property? Uh, yes, we know that... Um, let's see, let me pull up the caster really quick. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Guy Pierce. Yeah, Guy Pierce. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, dope. Yeah, we know that he's going to be in it. And I forget who he's playing in that, though. Mm-mm. It no. doesn't say here. It doesn't say? <laughs> no. Nope. It, it just has names. See, there's Vin, and there's Guy, and there's a few others. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Uh, but let's see. Because <coughs> I thought I read earlier. Excuse me, guys. Oof. I'm, like, trying my best to cough mm. into my shoulder. <laughs> and um, it, it's it's that weird tickle, guys. It's weird. It mm. doesn't go away. All right. But anyways. Uh, but, yeah, he... He does have a pretty cool cast going on for him, though. Uh, and like I said, they do have Guy Pierce in it. Okay. Um, and I wish I could remember who was playing, because I, I did read it somewhere, but hmm. I don't fucking remember now. So so let me, hmm. in turn, ask you a question, my friend, since you've been uh, reading some of the material here. Um, have you come across any other cool characters that you would like to see on the big screen? Anyone else that you would like to you know share? Uh... I mean, so far, like, honestly, in my current readings, not, uh, not not that I can think of off the top of my head. Damn. Yeah. I was hoping for, like, uh, I could really imagine, like, you know, like, the Punisher, uh, he had micro. Mm-hmm. I could imagine, like, a good micro personality to go with this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, uh... And, you know, the problem is, like, Bloodshot probably does have the kind of character, <coughs> um... But the problem is, uh, you know, you pick up a random Punisher comic, and chances are you're not gonna see micro... And, True. If you, and if you do, it, it won't be in that kind of context. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Pick up the wrong one. Micro might be dead. You know. Um. Hmm. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um. But no. Uh, another thing I'm kind of curious about though is uh, how they introduce the character. Um. Mm. I think it'd be kind of bold if they introduce it with uh, a false memory lead us down to believe that this is who he really is i would really yeah. like that yeah. yeah that'd be cool that would be cool um and uh I, I do i do wonder about some of the uh some of the other characters that i don't think we'll see like i know at one point uh bloodshot does kind of have like a pseudo family established uh okay uh he has uh like uh hallucinations as well um okay. and i wonder if they go that route also because that's something that I have encountered a lot in my bloodshot readings already. Is that this man does have a lot of hallucinations. Hmm. You know, at one point, um, he's his brain is, is being hijacked again by uh, uh, seemingly uh, Project Rising Spirit, uh, the same corporation that that made him into who he is. Uh, but as he's being uh, kind of looked into or whatnot, they're kind of hacking his brain for information. And at this point in the story, like it's so early that you can't tell if these. Are people actually trying to help him or if they're enemies uh but one thing that they mentioned is that uh th- there's there's a daughter i think his name is like a like uh <laughs> dr cure chicks something like that uh cure ticks yeah cool or cure ticks it's hard to hard to say sounds russian yeah well, okay maybe yeah uh, but this guy he's explaining to bloodshot and also to us as the you know the the readers mm-hmm. that your brain is essentially like a like a television station and what what projects uh, rising spirit has done to you is uh you know whenever you do a mission or whatever they can just change the channel so now you have this family and you're trying to save this best friend or uh, with this memory you have a, a a son and you know he you really he's been kidnapped and you want to save him uh so they just keep flipping the switch on you and or changing the channel so to speak and you just can't keep up with who your what your what your actual memories are, but I can tell you that all these are implanted. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, bogus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dude, imagine that. Mm-hmm. Let, let's let's step outside of the context of the fiction and imagine that in real life. Like, imagine all the bullshit emotion that plays with, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, in this picture, you have to go save, you know, your family and your brother, and 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 and, and shit's getting real because it's it's about to go down. And then, oh, you did it. Good job. Click next PowerPoint presentation slide. (laughs) You have to save your grandmother. 
oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's like, you're constantly flooding that hormone, that emotional care. It's like, guys, fuck, man. You can yeah. only run the battery so long. Right. Right? Man, poor Vin Diesel. Yeah. Um, mm. And I wonder how much into, in, into that they'll lean into. Right. I kind of hope to see that, honestly, because that, that's a really cool property. That's um, Winter Soldier, but almost on a... It's like equally dicked up, but almost a little bit more dicked up. You know, like, oh, that's mm-hmm. messed up. Why You shouldn't have done that to a guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, because like with Bucky, they just mind wiped him, you know. Uh, right. And they just shock him when they want to do shit to him. Uh, with this yeah, one, it's yeah. like, we're going to lie to you constantly. Mm-hmm. And maybe, but, but, maybe they shock him, too. <laughs> I mean, but the thing about a lie is that you have a choice whether you believe me or not. With implanting memories, that's like, oh, no, this is my truth. Okay, yeah, yeah, good technicality, good point, good point, but, so either way, it's like, oh, this is an implanted truth that you keep giving to me, which, you know, because of my limited options, here I am, or, mm-hmm. like Bucky, you just get shocked to shit, so, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, they both really fucking suck, right, yeah, yeah. One, one is, is MK Ultra, and then one is like, uh, <laughs> and one, one is like, uh, from the Matrix, almost, Right, you know, uh, because that is kind of the cool thing when they play with the concept, you know, the whole idea of memories and whatnot. Because no matter who you're speaking to, no matter what they tell you, they mm. they, they could vouch for themselves all day long. Everybody, and I mean everybody, has a shitty memory. Yep. Uh, no one on the face of this earth has has a quote unquote great memory. And that's because memories are just shit. That's the way that they, they're meant to be. Mm. Uh, you know, they a lot of people misremember stuff. A lot of people have memory. A lot of people have false memories. Yeah, uh, yeah that's you know, true. A, a lot of people, uh, and thankfully this is more limited, but a lot of people tell the same lie so many times <laughs> they believe it's true. Uh, yeah. But, you know, with Bloodshot here, we're really going to see if, uh, if it, you know, what, how much the leanage of the whole memory thing. Uh, I think that for the sake of the movie, though, they're, they're really going to lean into uh, the, the Raymond Garrison arc, and they're really going to lean into uh, his wife and son being killed, and yeah, I don't know, once again, for the sake of the movie, if that is going to be canon, like, yeah, you did have a wife and a son, and they are dead. I would love for yeah. it to be something that we can't rely on, mm-hmm. but by the end of the movie, that we have complete disregard for a wife or a son. And yeah. it's just fill in the blank because we have no idea what the truth is. Right. That would be really cool. Um, do they have to drive heavy into that? Not really. You don't have to do that to sell it well. You know, just that'd be really cool. That'd be something kind of original, actually. Right. Yeah. Um. Now, I do have one question. And, mm-hmm. and this, you know, you know, screw me. It might be silly. But why is his name Bloodshot? What, what makes him... Bloodshot. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, so, and is that redundant of me to ask? I don't know yet. Why? What? I mean. So, in context, I would say it's because of uh, it's because of the nanites that are in his bloodstream, and because of his severely bloodshot eyes that are piercing red. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But, I can see that. Yeah. But uh, out of context, I would say because the nineties. And it is it's a really edgy name. Mm, yeah, that, that, that was my first thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this it's a fair question though, because I mean, hell, why why Deadpool? You know, hell, right? Why Wolverine? Uh, Actually, that that one is great. That one is, uh, yeah, because mm. I've wondered that for a while. Like, right. why, why the fuck did you name? But and the thing, not to get too far off the beaten path, but the more you're looking at that one, it's like. You almost called him Honey Badger. <laughs> why, why fucking Honey Badger? Uh, I'm glad you didn't go with uh, that. Right? That would have been... <laughs> mm. You, you would have had to work hard and long to sell that to me. Yeah, no no disrespect <coughs> to uh, to the character known as Honey Badger on the comics. Mm. Uh, I don't really read that much about that character. But mm. anyways, yeah, so that, that's kind of what we're looking at here. Um, as far as... Uh, you know, bloodshot and the potential plot that they could go with here. Yeah. But I really think his whole thing, though, is that um, I think the movie is going to explore uh, like some of the other super soldiers, maybe that he's with. And I think that as he begins to p- 
pull that that that, sh- that string of conspiracy theories that maybe his life isn't what he thinks it is. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna rebel against the uh, Project Rising Sun or Rising Spirit, and uh, I think that as he kind of defuncts from that corporation, they're gonna send the other super soldiers after him, and we're gonna see him. Uh, we're gonna see him doing a combination of kicking ass of these other uh, super soldiers, and we're gonna see him uh, unraveling this conspiracy theory and trying to figure out. Yeah. You know whatever truth to his life there is, uh, dope. And, and you know I I like the idea of that plot. You know if if, if that's as simple as they want to make it, I think that's mm-hmm. definitely more than enough for a movie to to go with. Um, and also with that, you can still be true to Bloodshot throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, you know just from my readings, it's like at times he has seemed like really. Uh, really unhinged mm. you know it's like i, I kind of wonder about the mental stability of such a character who's been fucked with so much oh, i imagine there's hardly much there dude mm-hmm. you know i imagine there's a lot of anger and pent-up issues and i'm, I'm in, i mean yeah how many times can you give this guy ptsd through his memories fuck you right. know yeah uh mm. you know and is that uh coupled with the fact that you have false memories so you don't really know who you can trust mm-hmm. hell you don't know the person that you thought you could trust is even real and, and that's another cool thing that that's been uh, discussed here throughout this uh, throughout the, the comic I've been reading, yeah. uh, the definitive edition. Um, and the version that I'm reading, guys, in case you're you're wondering where I'm getting my my bloodshot uh, mm. information from, is the uh, the run that was written by. I'm going to butcher his name, and I apologize. <laughs> uh, his name is uh, <coughs> uh, Dwayne is uh, Yeah, yeah, Dwayne Swarzynski. Best, okay. best I can do with that name, uh, but he's actually been a really good writer for this. Uh, and now, just looking at the comic, though, one thing I do want to say that mm. uh, that this this comic does, or or no, scratch that, that the publisher does. Okay. That I've noticed other publishers do, and I wish they fucking wouldn't. <coughs> okay. Uh, so this has something in common with uh my boys graphic novels and my umbrella academy graphic novels okay and that is if you look at the cover of those books uh it has the almost these exact words the graphic novel that inspired the movie uh, or the graphic novel that inspired yeah. the tv show yeah. uh the, the the boys and and umbrella academy they both have those <coughs> almost those exact same tags written on them and yeah. uh kind of wish they it, it wouldn't do that right uh i mean for one thing because it's, it's kind of corny it is uh i mean because like who are you marketing to at that point are you marketing to who's the audience when yeah. you do stuff like that so the funny thing is is that these publishers that that's that is a cheap and demeaning ploy that they put for us mm-hmm. okay so get this guys short story time my life so <laughs> i like going to bookstores yes okay uh, many times on my day off, you could find me kind of going to a bookstore and seeing what's around, what's good. Um, one year, my goal was to not leave a bookstore without buying a book. Anytime I visited a bookstore for that entire year. And that was a really cool goal. Anyways, during this time, I remember I found uh, the Watchmen graphic novel twice in a bookstore. Right, mm-hmm. I found it in one place and then in a different place. I found it on the table on the display. On the display, it was the graphic novel that had, as seen on the HBO TV series. And I remember, uh, I, th- yeah. I think I talked to you about this. Yeah. yeah. Like, the one that was, uh, you know, TV series was twenty nine ninety nine in the U.S. and 30-something in Canada. Sorry, Canada, that things are more expensive. Well, the second one I found was on the shelf with the other graphic novels. And that one was only, like... Nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute. Why the fuck would I pay ten dollars more for a sticker that says "as seen on the HBO series" when it's the same daggum story? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right, dude. That is a bad ploy. And guys, I'm sure we all have similar stories out mm-hmm. there. Hallelujah to those of you who look and see. Oh, this one's marked up just because it was published after the TV series. Like, oh, I want to read Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. wait. I don't want the Netflix edition. Just give me the edition. Right. And, you know, comments are the ones that do it. There's a lot oh, of, of movie-inspired books and all that. Yeah. But basically, if there's a source material for it, and if there's a 
publisher with uh, dollar bill signs for eyes, right. uh, then it's, it's, it's going to happen, unfortunately. I mean, the sad thing is any publisher worth his salt is going to be like that, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the pros and cons, guys. The pros and cons. Oh, yeah. You take what you can. Right. Um, and now, so uh, I, I can't... Um, hmm. Uh, I, I can't really dis- or, 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 or tell or show you guys what I'm looking at here, but I right. flipped to a certain Physically page. Impossible. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is literally impossible. Uh, we right wish now. we could. Yeah. Super impossible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if I could show you guys what I'm looking at right now, uh, but I, I flipped to a certain page that I have read in in, in the uh, in the comic book I have here, and because uh, I was looking for the enemies that I read, because I don't remember their names. Right. Uh, and now. These these four very distinct enemies here. Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, mm. they're, they're very uh, hmm. interesting looking to say the least. Uh, they're ugly as sin. They're ugly as sin. Uh, I love the look. I love that they're so fucking ugly. Um, and that they carry just ridiculously sized guns. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm talking like Rob Layfield, Rob Layfield sized guns. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they're all wearing body armor and they're all juicy. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and I, I don't remember the fucking names, <laughs> but uh, I do hope that I get to see more of these guys because they've been extremely entertaining to read. Uh, okay. You know, just for really, how, yeah, just for how singular focused they are, and just with how fucking extreme they are. It looks like they are having some type of communications too. So it looks like mm-hmm. they are like anti super soldiers of some sort. Or well, these, these are actually like uh, I won't call them anti super soldiers, but they're they're of the same corporation. They're just right. not a bloodshot. Okay, yeah, okay. But, but blood, they're super yeah. people, mm-hmm. just not bloodshot super. Yeah, I would say they're, they're, they're super military operatives. Blood, right, right. Bloodshot is the one that has uh, that has defected. Gotcha. Uh, he's the big augmentation. Yeah, yeah he's the, he's the yeah he's the only one of his kind, um, and. Yeah, so I'm just kind of hoping that we get to see more of them. I know in the trailers, I, I, do, I need to go back and rewatch the first trailer. Because I think the first one actually does show one of them here. Yeah. Um, and if I thought to, to look up their names and write them down, I would have, guys. Uh, the other cool thing is that I'm only halfway through the book now. Because I, uh, I literally just got it. Uh, it came in Saturday. I just got it. I, I just started reading it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I'll have finished this entire thing by then and... Mm-hmm. In time for the movie, thank goodness. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, just by reading this alone, I, I was under the assumption that um, the movie would be rated R, mm-hmm. and we can kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, this movie's rated PG thirteen. I, I think that's almost as big a sin as if Deadpool was rated PG thirteen. Agreed. Yeah. Because guys, we know why the theater companies do this. We know why Hollywood wants to do this. PG thirteen movies historically and statistically have always made more money than r-rated movies why there's a wider audience base uh potential you know ticket buyers that Mm -hmm. are going to come see your movie then you know kids can come to a pg-13 movie and parents are okay with that but parents might not be totally cool with an r-rated movie everywhere Mm -hmm. which you know as far as parenting goes cool that makes good sense you go you know be a good mom and dad as far as content and your quality and writing goes and like you know the integrity of what you're actually showing to your audience uh, it's kind of a bummer yeah yeah because you're lowballing us yeah i mean because you do kind of put a ceiling as far as what you can show what that can do exactly and i mean don't get me wrong can you make a pg-13 deadpool movie and can it work it probably can probably could yeah yeah uh but can you be as accurate and can you be as loyal to that character as you can right not with a pg-13 rating especially in deadpool's case you know because mm-hmm. he is so flamboyant he is so over the top and you know unfiltered mm-hmm. um it seems like this story would actually benefit from something more uh in that category where it is unfiltered more or less right um flamboyancy i don't really see that in this story very much at all yeah no, but i do uh, see graphic and just complete you know visceral scenery oh yeah yeah i mean he, he's very graphic and like and i will say this also like a lot of deadpool's <laughs> like a, a lot a lot of his uh graphic violence is almost more cartoony yeah uh whereas with deadshot or uh, not deadshot but sorry bloodshot mm. uh 
um, he's so serious and like he's so grim that a lot of it does come off as like, oh man, this is really visceral. Mm. Uh, like for example, there's this panel early on here, and once again, I wish Ooh. I could show you guys. Ooh, fuck! <laughs> I mean, Ooh, poor sap. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's wow. It's extremely gory and visceral, and I love that shit. That would cause a headache in the morning. Oh, that would cause. Imagine seeing that on screen. Yeah. Wow, that would be a crazy scene, dude. It would be. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm looking at here, guys, I'll describe it the best I can. But um, (laughs) please, Bloodshot, he's uh, being assaulted by like an attack helicopter, and he gets both arms blown off. Like I don't know what they're shooting him with, but these are some ridiculous. Like a mini gun from a freaking military copper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's uh, (laughs) a. There's these giant, giant gaping wounds and holes in his legs. His torso is literally almost ripped in half. His yeah. intestines are spilling out. Like his, half his torso is gone. Yeah, half his face is gone. Eyeball is is flying through the air. So is his ear. Teeth are missing. Like he, <laughs> uh, he he's getting ripped to shreds here. And and, and just this single page uh, splash panel. Um, and. <coughs> The reason I mention this is because you get this really early on in this uh, in this graphic novel that I'm reading here, uh, and that just kind of I think is to let you, as the reader, know what you're in for as a whole. Uh, like this is the kind of visual action you're in for. Uh, and now uh, I don't want to spoil anything from the graphic novel because that could potentially spoil other things from the movie. Uh, but I do want to talk about something that I wonder if the movie will incorporate. What's that? I doubt, but I'll go ahead and mention it anyway. And that is, okay. uh, so this, this right now, what I'm, ha- what I have here in my hand, this definitive edition for Bloodshot, yeah, I would imagine is the the highest selling uh, trade paperback for Bloodshot right now. Hmm. Reason being is that this is the one that has uh, the the tagline, the graphic novel that inspired the movie. Uh, uh you know, th- this is the one that that they're banking on. <laughs> Uh, this is the version of the graphic novel, or this is the, the the story that they're leaning on to base their movie off of, at least mm. by their verbal descriptions. Okay. okay? Uh, so, with that being said, this uh, this book has extremely fast pacing. Okay. Extremely fast pacing. I kind of enjoy that. Yeah. Well, you know, do, do it's you like find that appropriate though. Um. Once you get into the groove, absolutely. But okay. in, in the beginning, though. It's almost confusing because it's mm-hmm. like you market this book almost like you're marketing it towards people who want to get to know the character. Right. But in doing so, when you read this book, you're like, wait a minute, what what's happening here? Um, because uh, e- eventually uh, this version of, of Bloodshot, this uh, retelling of the story, yeah. this is not an origin story. Okay. I repeat, this is not an origin story, but it does a very good job of filling you in on his origin the more you read. Okay. And so from that standpoint, it, it is a very good starting point. Uh, but there's a difference between having a good starting point and, and a good origin. Right. You know, for example, going to come back into my, into my world a little bit more. Sure. Uh, like it's, uh, I think that uh, the Astonishing X-Men is a fantastic jumping point to the X-Men. Mm. But... It is not an origin story to the X-Men. Agreed. It's just a good place to start reading them from if yeah. you want to start at a first point. And I feel mm-hmm. like this is what this is for Bloodshot. Um, good example. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, with that being said, this this so far has been an extremely uh, enjoyable read. And I can't wait to finish it just because I also want to, you know, I want to finish this also just so I can see in the movie what they incorporate from right. this book since apparently this is the the version of bloodshot that they're leaning on okay uh cool. as far as the movie goes yeah i like that mm-hmm. um but yeah so we we have that um so the reason i brought up the whole visceral you know portion of this book and showed you just one of the many uh graphic gruesome uh panels yeah. It's because with this being the rated PG thirteen, I wonder how creative they get with the action. Mm. I mean that that's yeah. I mean with the super soldiers thing, you can kind of go a couple fun directions there, especially if they did want to break their own canon and kind of introduce like soldiers capable of all kinds of crazy things. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I wish there are. You know? There are exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine like a. I remember, for instance, one uh, little minute scene in the trailer. 
there's like a spider guy. He's got like extra yeah, limbs yeah. and he's kind of cool doing some crazy holding thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, hopefully they get really fun with it. They get really creative because the story was written to be the edgy, action-packed, gory thing. Mm-hmm. Um, why not expose some of that, you know? So, yeah. yeah, hopefully they do get really creative with it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, I mean, because I think that you, uh, you have to uh, because there's a lot of there's a lot of R-rated movies out there uh, that are very uncreative with their gore and right. with their action. And yeah. I think that's just as bad. A lot of gore is not necessarily good gore. Right. You know? Uh, I, I I definitely prefer creativity over an R-rating. Quality over quantity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that they go that that way with Bloodshot. Yeah. I realize, you know, I, I now realize that it's not going to be rated R. So I hope that it's just going to be really creative uh because that's the only way around it you yeah. know like uh, uh another example here that we don't have yet but whenever the mcu introduces wolverine they're gonna be really fucking creative with how they display wolverine mm-hmm. i mean because the the only wolverine movie so far that's venom justice has been a hard r movie yeah, yeah. uh and yes yeah, with, with bloodshot here i don't know man like in like uh, this is my first time actually really reading any Bloodshot, but I, I've read, <coughs> but like in the past, I've read like uh, like Ninjak and uh, and Exo Man of War, who okay. are also other Valiant people. Right. And I'm like, I don't see you guys doing those uh, rated PG-13, but we'll mm. see. Um, yeah, and that does still make me worried, man. Mm-hmm. It, it does, you know. Um, uh, but, you know, I, ultimately, yeah. Uh, the the rating of a movie doesn't really define what it's going to be, but it does. True. It does define what all you can do. True. Uh, and so there there is something to be said of that. Um, and you know also uh, when I look at the director, I, I do still kind of wonder about his style of, of directing such a, a live action adaptation. Yeah. Uh, and I I don't say that in terms of pessimism, but just in terms of a potential fear. Yeah, well, we'll see what he does, man. Yeah. Uh, David S. F. Wilson, um, mm-hmm. good luck to him. Yeah, and, and by the way, like with David Wilson, like uh, sure. I had to do a, a lot of searching for this guy because there's another film director named David Wilson who died back in 2002. Mm. So it's like, oh, that's a little strange. It is, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I guess that's why IMBD said the S. F. There in between, yeah, <laughs> just like, <that's>, to differentiate. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be why. But yeah, Dave, yeah. Dave. right? Yeah. Um, good luck to him. Mm-hmm. Him uh, and his visual effects. So, uh, before we wrap up here, Kim, like, what up? what are uh, some things that you definitely would like to see from this Bloodshot movie? Um, we've already talked about a good chunk of them, or at least you, you've definitely helped us talk a lot more about them because I've been more coughing for your backtrack <laughs> tonight. Uh, we almost made a, a, a new song just off that. <laughs> um, blood cough. But uh, <laughs> that's a bad song that, title. Yeah, that is. That's a horrible title. But I want to see, uh, I want to see them get a little ballsy with the the violence. You know, I want to see them, you know, expose that a little bit because mm-hmm. don't don't hide from that. Don't don't shame away from that. Like it like it's something you do in the privacy of your room. That's cool. That's what the story was written for. So yeah, let it out. Um, I want to see, I want to see Vin Diesel do really well. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I really hope that this is another good role for him and that this is a property that can actually like. Get a little spring in a step and kind of help inspire comic book movies to, you know, hey, look, there's more than Marvel and DC. And look, they're doing well. Um, I want to see Bloodshot be a badass and become a new potential favorite for people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see a good villain. We didn't talk about that much. But yeah. I want to see a competent, not your run-of-the-mill, not your boring cliche, not your fill in the blank with normal what's already been done a hundred times villain you know um that sounds like i'm asking for a lot but in reality all i'm asking for is creative writing with your villain Mm -hmm. and that's it that's all it has to be you can use some of the same ingredients just put them in there in your way yeah um those are the big major things uh it'd be dope if you know if my popcorn just really hit that night too i'm asking for that (laughs) booyah well, I don't know. Let's let and me, also that my uh, cough would be gone by then. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I mean, as far as the popcorn thing goes, we're going to a later showing, so we're gonna get the the the, oh, the not man. the non fresh popcorn. Yeah, you. Yeah, fuck you, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, we gotta go to that night showing, guys. Mm-hmm. Daggum work. <laughs> uh, but um, as far as what I'm really looking forward to here is one thing I really appreciate about this uh, this bloodshot graphic novel is that. It, it is a really good jumping point and while it, it isn't technically his origin stories these, mm. these aren't the original recollecting of the comics from 92 uh, what this does do is even if you're a new reader you read this book and it you're uh, you're being informed on things just as Bloodshot is so everything that's a surprise to you it's a surprise to him and 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 you're you're figuring things out as he is and i think there's a lot of merit to that uh because as uh as a comic reader if you pick up a random book it's very discouraging when you realize that okay my protagonist knows just way more than i do here and i'm trying to right. catch up yeah that that's 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 strange writing mm-hmm. uh I mean, it's not even strange sometimes. It's just that he's established and you pick up at a certain point and, you know, it's just the way it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's also frustrating when you just know so much more than your protagonist. Uh, like when you're reading a story and you realize that you figured so much shit out that your main character hasn't yet. That is also really frustrating. You don't get any of that here from uh, from this current telling of Bloodshot mm. uh, from the graphic novel, and I hope that they can incorporate that from uh, from the comic book and put that into the movie. Oh yeah, where we're being surprised and we're being informed along with our protagonists. I mean, that's the way that it should be, but there's so many times when it's the opposite. Yeah, uh, yeah. one way or the other. Uh, so I, I do want that. Um, I think that as far as, as Vin Diesel's performance goes, I think he's going to do a really good job as, as the character. Um, I, I do unfortunately have this, this nagging thought that, that they're going to lean into the Raymond Garrison thing as a, as a definite. As I think they're going to lean into it as he was definitely this character. This is who he was. And he's trying to fight to get that back. I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope so too, yeah. brother. I hope yeah. they, they lean more into the ambiguity of it all. And I hope yeah. that they lean more into the mental instability of Bloodshot because he oh, does yeah. have a lot of hallucinations by what we as the reader and Bloodshot come to realize they're not real. None of them are real. Yeah, as much as I want them to be, you're not really my son. You're not really my wife. Mm. You know, like none of you people are, are really real and you're not even really here. Mm. Um, I hope it's that we can get up. more of that. Yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of a, a, a dark story here. Yeah. Um, and I mean, ultimately, at least from my reading so far, like he spends a lot of his time here really trying to escape the grasp of those who want to bring him back in for military applications, a la Wolverine. Um, a la Wolverine. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of really cool shit here. And once again, guys, I can't wait to finish this book and watch the movie and and who am I kidding and compare and contrast and and see what they what the movie does uh better or what it does not so good in comparison right. and yeah uh because this is a really cool property and i'm glad that we're getting this movie and hope it kicks ass hell yeah dude you and me both yeah and you guys will know as soon as we do because we're coming back with that review next week absolutely remember guys the tickets are available right now apparently uh march 13th the movie is gonna be in theaters booyah booyah yes yeah uh and unless you guys go to theaters like we do our bloodshot tickets are not available yet so that's that too, that. That too. Yeah. yeah but hey we can hope we can hope we can hope yeah yeah uh but i th- i think that's all i have for uh for this one that's it now my friend you have anything else you want to add no no uh guys thank you for coming and joining us for another episode thank you guys for putting up with my cough uh yeah ooh wee that's all i got dude absolutely yeah uh, all right uh guys uh if you have any kind of questions comments gifts threats food supplies or medicine for kevin hit us up at superhero homies at gmail.com or any of our social media outlets we're always active and live and thank you thank you thank you guys again 
for for listening in, for giving us reviews, and for telling all your friends and family about us. We appreciate all of that. We always do, guys. And, uh, we appreciate all of you Patreoners out there, and all of you guys who want to be Patreoners. You can always go to patreon.com backslash superhero homies, or just Google Patreon superhero homies, and you'll find it right there. A dollar gets you most things. Three dollars gets you everything. Absolutely. You guys can join the ranks of Broken Thorn and others uh, who have Broken recently Thorn. become uh, a Patreoners last week. Uh, uh, the, the homie Mark uh, also became a Patreoner as well. Uh, with that, you guys get so much cool content that uh, we can promise you won't regret. Uh, uh, virtually, mm-hmm. uh, or at least almost every week, we give you guys uh, new Patreon material. Hell uh, yeah. But you guys also get uh, discounts on shirts and other things as well with all of our cool Patreon material. So mm-hmm. always be uh, looking out for that, guys. That also helps us out a lot. So that's all we have for now. Uh, but we'll see you guys uh, again really soon. But until then, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And as always, I am Superhero Homie Kevin.